Having a soulful creative practice is all about keeping your creative energy alive. Perhaps you've been looking for the secret key in a course, coach, or mentor that'll unlock the doors to all the answers. But guess what? You're the secret key. Yep, spoiler alert. Now you're going to have to keep listening to today's episode if you want to find out more. Hello and welcome to the Outcast Creatives Podcast, a space and community for the creative misfits and rebels of this world. I'm your host, Pip Laker, a creative business coach with a spiritual approach, and I'm here to metaphorically catch you when you fall or feel like giving up, while inspiring and empowering you to courageously show up, shine your light, and make a living out of your art. Join me in each episode to debunk creative myths through mindset, energy, and spiritual practices, as well as interviewing and hearing the stories of other creative entrepreneurs. Well, are you ready? Then let's get started with today's episode. You have all the answers within, and by learning to connect with your inner wisdom, or as I like to say, your soul star, you build trust in yourself, you start to believe in your desires 100%, you start healing your thoughts and emotions through your craft, and you turn your creative inspirations into aligned action. But where you are now might not feel like that. And that could be because you're holding on to creative ideas for dear life because fear is tricking you into feeling like you're not ready to start yet. Maybe you have started and you keep hitting roadblocks and disappointment. And if you're in that latter category, it could be time for some deep reflection and healing. There could be an aspect of your creative process that doesn't work for you anymore, a process that no longer serves you and it's time to move on, walk away and start fresh. And this fresh energy is the opportunity to choose a new path, focus on that one next move that will keep your creative energy alive. And that's what I want to talk about today five ways to keep your creative energy alive. But before we get into the content, I want to share the soulful creative journey I've been on this year to finding a new wave of inspiration in my business. This year has come with the energy of slowing down, of practicing surrender and trust and allowing the pieces of my business to fall into place. It's a very subtle shift and a shift that has dropped in clarity for my purpose that came from spending time filling up my cup with creative self-care. And from my own soulful journey with creative healing, I've realized the types of people that I help. The tired creative soul. This is the creative who has felt like they have been taking lots of action in their business or their creative practice and they're not seeing the results that they desire. They may feel frustrated, overwhelmed and exhausted. And this energy is leading towards feeling lost in their creative practice. The second type is the aspiring creative soul. This is the creative who is desiring to start a creative practice. They want to connect, well, reconnect with their creativity because it's always been there. We all have the gift of creativity and start their journey into sharing their creativity with the world. Soulful Creative Coaching provides both of these people with the spiritual, creative and practical tools to take their creative ideas and run with them towards aligned action by healing their thoughts and emotions first. Both of these people desire to keep their creativity alive through a soulful creative journey and practice. I was actually going to call this episode a soulful creative journey, but as I was brainstorming the topics that I wanted to share in the episode, I realized that it was really about keeping that creative energy alive. And by igniting that spark and connecting to the fire within you, that creative fire 
within you, that's when you can start to step into the aligned action or the intentional action that will help your creative practice grow. Before I wander too much off track, I want to start sharing the five ways to keep your creative energy alive. So number one is to create more than you consume. And this links back to last week's episode, an inspirational note for the tired creative soul. If you haven't listened to that yet, go back to it because it is a really, really beautiful episode. And in that episode, I shared a, I shared two Pablo Picasso quotes, but the one that links to creating more than you consume is inspiration finds you working. So if you're spending your time practicing creativity for the sole purpose of self-care, which I also shared just before in my journey, then you're allowing new creative ideas to flow to you. And the best part about this is that you start to connect more and more to your own source of inspiration, your intuition, your soul star. And this is the first step in unlocking that intuition and building that trust with yourself and your creativity. Because we do really have all of the answers within us. And it does take time to build that connection with that creativity, with that trust, with that inspiration because it's so easy to look at the content that other people are creating and to compare yourself to their journey and to wonder why why am I not where they are or why haven't I experienced the same level of success that they have and this comes down to the amount that you are putting out there so clarity really does come to you when you are working and that links back to taking that messy imperfect action because By taking that action and putting those ideas out there and not waiting for it to be perfect, then you're going to receive the feedback that you desire or the feedback that's going to help you grow and move to that next step. And this really is about taking one step at a time because as well, sometimes that future goal can feel so far away that we block ourselves or we procrastinate or we get caught up in the perfectionism because we don't know what the trajectory or the steps to get to that are. So really this is about channeling it down to one idea and one step and the next best thing that you can do to get closer to that goal. And if that goal is feeling really big and really far away, you can break that down even further and set a goal that feels more achievable to reach from the baseline that you're currently at. Okay, number two is practicing rituals for your desires. So as I mentioned before, I started getting into the five ways to keep your creative energy alive. As a soulful creative coach, my job is to provide you with the spiritual, creative and practical tools you need to take your creative ideas and run with them through to taking aligned action or intentional action. So together we can design personalized rituals for your desires, whether that be meditation, journaling, writing, poetry, dancing, drawing, energy practices, and the list goes on. But you can also identify the feeling your creative inspiration gives you right now and create rituals that cultivate that feeling for you in your daily life. So I spoke about this in more depth at the end of episode 25, which was the comeback episode for season two of my podcast. And 
This really is about identifying what that feeling is behind your desires. So say you do want to start sharing more of your art with the world, you might start to connect to the feeling. So what is that positive feeling that you get when you think about sharing your art with others? Is it fulfillment? Is it a sense of accomplishment? Is it a sense of building a community? Whatever that feeling is, then you can start to create rituals from that place. Number three is to get out in nature and focus on calming your nervous system because this also links back to point one around consumption of other people's content through social media, email lists, podcasts, books, and the list goes on. We are a very wired society, which means that our nervous systems are often running on overdrive without us even realizing. And this is when it leads to those feelings of burnout or comparison or just feeling like you're not good enough. So this idea about getting out into nature is creating that intentional space within your day, even if it's only for 10 minutes, put on some music, preferably something without words, or just walk in silence and breathe in that fresh air, noticing what's around you, the the leaves on the trees or the flowers, or if it's, you know, it's autumn here in Geelong right now. And you know, you might notice the autumn leaves on the ground and even more bonus points if you can actually explore a forest or a beach or go on a nature hike because fresh air does wonders to help combat brain fog. And there's even scientific evidence behind walking outside and the effects that it has on creative thinking. And this is because walking increases your dopamine levels, which is linked to your focus and your creativity. And it's also getting you outside, which helps to relieve anxiety and stress. And anxiety and stress overwhelm, these are often the biggest causes of creative block. If you are a avid coffee drinker, try swapping that morning coffee as soon as you get up for a glass of water, some journaling, maybe even a meditation, and then walk around the block. And I'm sure you will feel so much clarity and that clarity will continue on into your creative thinking throughout the day. Number four is to work on your subconscious programming. I recently was reminded and I had learned it in my mind-body medicine training, but the reason behind why some people seem to succeed really quickly in their creative pursuits is because they have been taught to believe in their desires from a very young age. So we are learning and absorbing so much information from the ages of zero to seven. And within this time period, it is crucial that we are inspired in the right ways and if we are not then we can carry that programming into our adult life and a lot of people stay I don't really like to use this term but asleep to their programming because we haven't been taught this stuff we we weren't taught this stuff in school and I really wish I was but if I also think about it at a deeper level I've, I've worked in a high school recently in the last few years and 
I realized like, yes, it would be so awesome to teach kids all of this stuff. But if you actually go back to that moment of being a teenager, it's like, how much of that would they actually retain? But it's like, maybe we can start teaching this to to children from the ages of, of zero to seven and start to increase those levels of belief from that really, really young age so that these kids grow up into their teenage years with a little bit more self-awareness and understanding of ways that they can look after themselves and move through life with a little bit more ease. Although to contradict this completely, there is probably a lot of merit to the mistakes that we make in our teenage years and how that develops us into the humans that we are now. But I am totally digressing here. So Back to the idea of modeling. If you didn't have people in your life modeling what you dreamt of creating or what you dream of creating right now, you're more likely to have subconscious blocks. And by working through your thoughts and emotions with a coach or a therapist, joining in on a course or a free challenge, or even starting your own journaling practice, you can start to reprogram your subconscious mind. And I want to just touch on the difference between the subconscious and the conscious mind because your subconscious mind is actually responsible for 90 to 95% of your brain. Yeah, we only use 5 to 10% of our conscious mind every day. So your conscious mind is that analytical, logical, focus on what's right in front of you, thinking, planning mind. Whereas your subconscious mind goes so much deeper and it's your creativity, it's your intuition, it's your long-term memories, it's your emotions, it's your habits, it's your values, it governs your sleep and your digestion, it tells us when we're hungry or when we need to go to the toilet and there's so many more aspects of the subconscious mind but this was just to give you the idea of how deep and how complex our minds actually are and how much of that is happening under the surface without us realizing So there is this Einstein quote that says, you can't solve a problem on the same level that it was created. You have to rise above it to the next level. This quote is essentially saying when you are experiencing the problem, you don't have the resources or you don't necessarily have the resources that you need to solve that problem. And that's why it's a problem. Whereas when you have had that time to take a step back and reassess, maybe you've done some reflection, maybe you've seeked external support through a counselor or a therapist or a psychiatrist or a coach, then you can start to understand why that experience triggered you and heal that so that that subconscious programming doesn't carry on into the next stage of your life. So again, rising above to that next level is going to provide you with the resources to solve that problem and heal that problem. And again, this is where that healing of the thoughts and emotions piece comes in, which is what I specifically help people do through my programs. Number five of the five ways to keep your creative energy alive is to connect with people that show you what's possible. And this leads on from the last point. So this is around surrounding yourself with people who show you what you want, what you desire and what you dream of is possible. And this can come through in many ways, but it might look like joining a new group of like-minded creatives, aka the Outcast Creative Clubs, or it might be seeking out a mentor or a coach 
coach or asking friends or acquaintances who are interested in the same ideas as you to run a monthly sharing circle. It might be joining an existing community or doing a purge of your social media and muting or unfollowing people whom you no longer resonate with their content or maybe their content affects you or makes you feel unworthy and start to fill up your circle with people who are really inspiring of people who have reached what you want to reach next in your life and this will allow you to start to look for new opportunities and start thinking outside the box and finding those people who really do lift you up and support you on your creative journey. Now, I did just share a lot of valuable ideas with you. And if I circle back to the theme of this podcast episode for a minute, it was all around keeping that creative energy alive. And that does start with being inspired and that might start by being inspired with others, but ultimately it involves knowing And creating that trust within yourself that you are the secret key to the answers you seek. So through working with me as a soulful creative coach, we can start to build that connection to your intuition and your inner wisdom. And you can learn to listen to those whispers of your soul. And that's when you start to connect to that real magic for yourself because The answers that you will create will be unique. They will be just for you. They will be created from your experiences in life, your unique blueprint, your unique map of how you exist in this world. And when you start to connect to that place, that intuitive place, rather than consuming and copying everyone that you learn from, then you're going to find the answers that will create your way of showing up in this world and sometimes you might find that if a way that someone is sharing something with you doesn't resonate with you and you can't find the answer it might be because you're actually here to create that answer for yourself to find that clarity through that connection to your intuition and your higher self or as I always like to say your soul star. So for a quick recap of the five points I shared today, the five ways to keep your creative energy alive, they were one, create more than you consume, two, practice rituals for your desires, three, get out in nature, four, work on your subconscious programming, and five, connect with people that show you what's possible. So I would absolutely love to know which of these five points you resonated with the most. And if you have made it this far into the episode, jump over to Instagram and send me a message at Studio Soulstar. I absolutely love receiving your feedback and your ideas and your wisdom and connecting with you. And if you're also part of the Outcast Creatives Club, which is my free Facebook group, you can share your takeaways with the group. Now, if this is the first time that you are hearing about the Outcast Creatives Club, this is a community that is growing. And by being a member of this, 
you get access to a ton of bonus content that aligns with each podcast episode, including weekly tarot readings, bonus processes, and or journal prompts for each episode, and live Q&As or workshops. And if you're listening to this episode live before the 28th of April 2023, I'm holding the very first Q&A session this week, and I have a very exciting five-day challenge in the works for the end of May. So if you would like to join the club, head over to the link in the show notes and we can't wait to meet you over there. Now that brings us to the end of this episode. So until next time, remember to keep dreaming and creating. This podcast was brought to you by Pip Laker at Studio Solstar. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Outcast Creatives Podcast. If you love the content and felt inspired, your reviews are always appreciated. And if you feel called, come and find me on Instagram and TikTok at Studio Soulstar. Until next time, remember to keep dreaming and creating.